Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Hey everyone, welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my girlfriend, Carol. How you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up? So we've had a good week here at Massive Late Fee. This is going to be a bit of a different episode than you're used to. Instead of going through TV shows that we've watched and a movie we've seen and a blockbuster pick of the week, we are going to talk about the Oscars. The Oscars came out four days ago. We watched it. We did. Uh, we watched Whoopi Goldberg host. She's a fantastic host, obviously. And that's, you know, TV and movies and everything else. So we're going to just talk about the Oscars and what we thought about the award show, what we thought about the winners and the losers and all that stuff. So, uh, Carol. So I'm just going to announce the winners. Okay. But before we do that, let's talk about our overall thoughts of the show now as usual the show ran a little long oh my god about almost four hours yeah it's kind of a nightmare actually there's a lot of unnecessary musical numbers and a lot of comedy that's hit or miss now i thought that Whoopi goldberg's opening monologue was was funny it's not the funniest thing i've ever heard on the oscars but i thought it was it was decent yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy her. She's fine. She did a good job. The comedy bits inter, interspersed, you know, not as good. No. Uh, more of a miss this year, I think, than a hit. Just not a super satisfying award show outside of some of the actual speeches and the, the actual awards. Yeah, I, I agree. It was It was only okay. Uh, Bernadette Peters came out did a did a number that was that was fun the the first number. Other than that, I mean they they play they play all the songs well almost all the songs that are nominated for best song. Okay. They and they do it every year. Yeah, and it's such a waste of time. Well, I mean it only seems fair though really to give the the time to the songs. I also don't know why they why they um. They do the. They go through the best pictures. They they go through the best picture, and then they show a clip of the best picture and the nominee, and they say, "Oh, you know, this is uh, nominated." And then we have to sit through the clips of these movies. If you don't know what's nominated for best picture, why are you even watching? Well, I mean, here's the thing: I didn't see every show nominated for best picture, and having the clips gives you some idea. I suppose, but you're going to start pulling for someone based on the clips that you saw? No, but at least you have an idea of what what they're talking about. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Uh, Well, anyway, so we will now uh, get into, and full disclosure, real quick. We had a friend that had a birthday uh, just, it's actually today. So we had some part and another friend, uh, Carol's mom, uh, her birthday is the day before. So we've been doing a lot of uh, parties and stuff like that, which is sort of why 
there's not quite as much preparation to this episode as there usually is. Well, we also spent four hours of our lives watching the award show this week. Yeah. Yeah, we had enough TV, I think, with, with the Academy Awards. Yeah, it's been a busy week. But anyway, so without further ado, Carol, why don't you go through some of the highlights of the show and we can talk about them. Okay, so uh, best original song, Streets of Philadelphia. What did you think about that one? Pretty, you know, I think this was pretty much a slam dunk. There was a little bit of competition from Neil Young, also uh, from the movie Philadelphia, the song Philadelphia, which was performed at the show. So either way, Philadelphia was winning. I think so. Yeah, I believe that those were probably the two front running songs. The Bruce Springsteen version, obviously, played on MTV and the you know the video with him walking through the streets although he's not from philadelphia he's from new jersey right but definitely it had that blue collar kind of vibe and not not totally connected to the film i don't think but this is sort of a shift for the academy and it's been going on since i would say the mid to late 80s uh, through now and probably more in the future, a lot of times they would shy away from the popular songs, the, like uh, like Footloose, for instance. You know, had a lot of songs that were on the radio and, and everything. There were, you know, there and I I can't remember. I Footloose might have won that year that it came out. I'd, I'd have to. I don't know. I I don't even know how I'd figure out or find out. We'd have to look it up. But um, library or something. Yeah, I don't. I mean, encyclopedia or something. I guess I don't know. But anyway, so but they would shy away from songs like that. They're they're leaning more towards into the popular songs that are that are getting a lot of radio play that are in films now, and I think Bruce Springsteen benefits from that a little bit. It's also probably just a better song than Neil Young's song. They're both very good. Yeah. But. Yeah, I think that that's a hard one to argue with. So, best original song, I think they probably got that right. Okay. And then best makeup, of course, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, the Philadelphia was also up for this as was... Oh, I can't remember the third film. Only three films nominated. And I can't remember the... Th- oh, Schindler's List. Schindler's List and Philadelphia were nominated along with this. Obviously, Schindler's List is a tremendous movie. I don't think it's any kind of innovation as far as makeup goes. Right. And and Philadelphia, I mean, the only really impressive work they did was putting the spots on him from HIV. Yeah, the, not to be overlooked, but that a lot that weight loss is not an effect. Tom Hanks lost a tremendous amount of weight yeah. for this film. That's He's amazing. That's more of a body transformation than makeup or anything right. like that so they, they i mean philadelphia did a fine job with makeup but i you can't uh, this was easily uh um uh, mrs doubtfire's category oh, to yeah, win for sure they the transformation that they did with um with um robin williams was fantastic obviously more conventional makeup for other actors but you know everyone I, i'm not a big i'm not a big like not fan, but I'm not a big uh, aficionado when it comes to makeup. So, you know, I don't notice always ex- right. exactly if there's flaws in the the costume makeup that they use. But it, everything else seemed good, and the job that they did with Robin Williams was tremendous. There's really not 
a whole lot to say about this. It's This was obviously going to be Mrs. Doubtfire's category. Especially with the one scene with his brother, you know, trying all the different makeup. I mean, somebody oh, yeah. actually had to do all of that. Yeah, absolutely. And that and that is it's a very funny scene. And yeah, there's it's yeah, you're right. I for, I almost forgot about that, but the they dress him up like Barbara Streisand, looking like mm-hmm. Barbara Streisand. I mean, they do some phenomenal things with him. Yeah. It's very funny, very cool. Um next category, best visual effects, I think is another slam dunk. With Jurassic Park, I mean, that just takes your breath away. Maybe the best visual effects movie since Star Wars? Oh, for sure. I it, it, I think that's definitely possible. Dinosaurs looked real. They, it was amazing. They looked like they were actually alive on the screen. Mm-hmm. And I know they used, they're, they're going more towards these effects that are computer animated, computer generated. Okay. And I know they use some in this, but not a lot. I think there was, the thing I read, I believe it was around eight or nine minutes of the film is computer generated. And everything else is the the old style, you know, practical effects where they actually build a Tyrannosaurus Rex head. Mm -hmm. That when it comes down on the car and everything, that's a model that they built. Wow. And... They, you know, they built a lot of the dinosaurs and a lot of the the just different parts that you see and everything. The film is beautifully shot. Beautifully. It, it, it works. Spielberg knows how to frame shots to where they can they can get away with using different things. Like, a, like just building a dinosaur leg, like a brontosaurus leg. Uh-huh. He knows how to frame that shot so that you visualize the entire brontosaurus but you just see like a leg coming down you know so he knows or the heads those brontosaurus heads that they in the trees you know he knows how to frame shots like that where your imagination just automatically fills in the rest of it even though they didn't build the rest of it right but yeah absolutely tremendous work with all kind all, all of the effects but yeah they, they blended the that new computer stuff really seamlessly with uh, the you know the old the old style effects and it, it works really well together. Yes, it was it was an incredible incredible movie. Um, and then Deborah Carr got an honorary award. Do you remember that scene? I honestly I'd never seen anything with her in it. Okay. Um, do you remember that scene in Sleepless in Seattle though when they're talking about um, the movie? Uh, God, what the hell is that movie called? Uh, um, an affair to remember. Yeah. And then there, Deborah Carr, 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 Carr. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she was, yeah, she was an affair to remember. That's that's literally all I've ever heard about her. Well, you've seen the you've seen uh, the King and I, haven't you? Yeah. That's that's Deborah Carr. Oh, I didn't know. She's Anna. Okay. Yeah, that's that's her in in that in that musical, and she was in. I believe she was in From Here to Eternity. She was in uh, several other big movies from the past right. that you're probably not as familiar with. But I would say she's probably most known for The King and I and An Affair to Remember. Okay. And, you know, and from the older set from here to eternity with Sinatra and uh, uh, Ernest Borgnine. And, and what was, oh, I can't think of the, can't think of the star, the male lead in the film with her. That scene on the beach where they're, you, you, have you probably seen images of that scene where they're rolling on the beach kissing. I have no idea. Surf's coming up. That's from here to eternity. 
But I know why you like it though. Why Sinatra? Oh yeah, yeah. He's well. He won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor in right. that film. His his wife at the time, Ava Gardner, got him a role in that movie. Okay. Sinatra was down and out, and he he had suffered a vocal hemorrhage. Oh my God, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it was it was bad, but he he had suffered a vocal hemorrhage. He had been a a matinee idol during World War II. He didn't serve in World War II because he had a uh, few ailments. I think he had a punctured inner ear or something like that from when he was a child. There were a couple other things that he wasn't. He was not medically cleared to serve. Okay. And so he was one of the only male stars that was still at home when, you know, all the men were over fighting. So he became kind of a matinee idol to what they called the Bobby Soxers at the time. Hmm. And he was this teen kind of heartthrob. And then his, he got older, his career sort of started to waver. He suffered this vocal hemorrhage and he was absolutely down and out recovering from this. And this was, the, from here to eternity, was his big comeback. Uh, a- Ava Gardner, who was his wife, uh, was contracted to the studio that made it. And she basically begged for him to get an audition. He got an audition, and they said, well, you know, we're, well, we're not going to use you. Because they, they, they just didn't like him, and he, they, most people thought his career was over. Wow. And he said, I'll do it for free. Wow. He read the script and he knew that this guy Maggio that he plays, which, you know, it's a very supporting character in the film, but he really identified this like a New York, New Jersey kid. And he really identified with this character and he thought he could do a lot with it. And so they, you know, they obviously they couldn't let him work for free, but they hired him and they paid him scale. So I paid him minimum wage, basically, to do the movie. And he ended up winning an Academy or award for best supporting actor for it it started the comeback of his career that is so awesome but yeah deborah carr uh obviously amazing actress and certainly deserving of this honorary award it was a nice moment for her to get that sure um next one's paul newman won the humanitarian award yeah well you know paul newman's got those salad dressings and everything and he gives a tremendous amount of money to charity obviously definitely the uh, the gene hersholt humanitarian award um absolutely deserved he is uh a legend i love paul newman and everything that he does everything that that he uh and his wife did and have done for charity joanne woodward just absolutely fantastic and that their story i hope that our story is is like their story they, they've been married 50 some something i don't know, 40 something years something like that they've been married for a long time since they were very young mm. well you know i mean we're we're really young so we'll yeah. we'll, we'll see how it, oh she's... i mean just you know i mean it's a little early to be talking like that babe. you're having doubts um, anyway <clears throat> I'm not saying that we're going to get married. I'm just, well, how I'm not saying, were they? I'm I mean, not saying let's get married right now, but and I don't know. They were in their 20s. All right. All right. That's all right. Uh, all right. So uh, Best Supporting Actor and Actress. Um, Tommy Lee Jones won for The Fugitive, and yeah. he beat out 
Leonardo DiCaprio for What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Oh. I know you have something to say about that. Um, Ralph Fiennes is... Uh, Rafe Fiennes. Ra- Rafe Fiennes? It yeah. It's like Ralph. I know. Um, For Amon Goth in Schindler's List. Yeah. Um, John Malkovich for as Mitch Leary in The Line of Fire. And Pete Postlewaite. Oh, very good. In the name of the father, where he played Giuseppe Conlon. Now I like Pete Postlewaite a lot, and I think in a, I think in some other years he would have won. This isn't necessarily Marissa Tomei winning for My Cousin Vinny. Okay. It's not quite to that degree, and I feel like the Academy did this to give The Fugitive at least one Oscar. Because it was an enormous hit, and it was a good movie, but I don't believe Tommy Lee Jones deserved this Oscar, and I cannot believe, and I I know I'm going to go against you, too, in this, I cannot believe that Rafe Fiennes did not win as uh, Eamon Goethe in, in Schindler's List. He was the perfect villain, and just an absolutely brilliant performance from an antagonist he was sadistic it was i mean it was you you loved to hate him kind of thing it was it was a beautiful performance sure it is i mean i'm not arguing that but leonardo dicaprio okay make your case for the the blonde kid from what's eating gilbert grape well, I mean, he just does such an amazing job playing, you know, retarded, where he's just, ah. I don't, I mean, like, I. Yeah, you just did it. But. <laughs> you just, you just replicated his performance. Ah. But I believed, you know, like, I believed it. I think you believed his blue eyes. No, no, That's what no, I think you no, believed. I, I think that his brother was much more attractive. Johnny Depp. Eh, Whatever. No, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I think that was a really difficult role. I don't know. I mean, this kid his was on Growing Pains. And what, and that makes him a bad actor? I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I'm just saying, he's, he's talk about matinee idols. This this kid is, is a, you know, a teenage girl bait. That's why you like him so much. That's all he's ever going to be. You know, I, I'll tell you what. If we're together for the rest of our lives... Like I want to be. Well, I don't know what not you want. Saying I don't want to be. But if we are together for the rest of our lives, and Leonardo DiCaprio ever wins an Oscar, I will. I what do I do? I, I'll do the laundry for a year. I will fold I it. I have the sante. I will clean it for a whole year. I'm if saving he it. ever wins an Oscar right. because this this kid might be one of those lots of rom-coms romance movies yeah because that's what this was Come on. I'm, not, I'm not saying this was a romance movie I'm just saying that's the kind of career I see for him he's a young good-looking guy he's gonna have five ten years of I'm the heartthrob male lead in a rom-com or a more serious romance and then he'll start to to taper off and do direct to to move to direct to VHS, uh, you know, like romance movies, and then and then he'll he'll go away. He's a decent actor, and it's a decent performance in this film. But this guy is net. He's never gonna be an A-lister. He's never gonna be one of the big the big stars. It's just not gonna happen. So 
You're holding it against him that he's nice looking. Um, no, I, obviously most of the actors and actresses in Hollywood are nice but looking. But you just keep saying, oh, because he, you know, he's a nice looking kid. He's a nice looking kid. Like, that's, like, that matters. He doesn't have a character face. Yes, he does. He doesn't. He, t- he doesn't look like Jack Nicholson. So? He, he doesn't have that, that, that distinctive character. F- I'm going to wrap myself in a character face. Tom Hanks is, you know, Tom Hanks isn't some pretty boy. Of course not. We're going to talk about Tom Hanks later. And his transformation, but you know that that guy has got a character. I, 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 you can see him as a character. You can't identify with Leonardo DiCaprio. He's too good looking. There's a there's a level of good looking that you have to. That, so you are that once you. Him. I'm just saying, once you pass a level of good looking, you can't be in a list star. It just it's just you can't you can't play enough characters. You, the audience can't identify with you. You just it's just not going to happen. Okay, uh, moving on. So, Best Supporting Actress, Anna Paquin? Paquin, Anna Paquin. Paquin. The piano. Where you been? <laughs> um, where she played Flora McGarth, and she beat out Holly Hunter in The Firm, mm-hmm. Rosie Perez in Fearless, Winona Ryder in The Age of Innocence, mm-hmm. and Emma Thompson in the name of the Father. Yeah, this one was one of my favorite moments. I think it was one of your favorite moments too. Anna Paquin, I believe she was ele- I believe she's eleven, or something like that, ten or eleven. Second youngest woman, you know, person to ever win a competitive Oscar. Obviously, Tatum O'Neill, uh, Paper Moon, nineteen seventies. She was the youngest. Obviously, I believe she was nine or something like that. But she was uh, Anna Paquin, second youngest, and just adorable, absolutely great performance. Talk about people that are going to go on to do something. I think this Anna Paquin is going to go on to a very stellar film career. I could see her doing a lot of stuff in Hollywood in the future. But just adorable moment, adorable girl. Um... As far as the other ones, I, I mean, I've seen the films. Holly Hunter's fine in the firm. Uh, Rosie Perez is Rosie Perez is Rosie Perez in Fearless. I, you know, Winona Ryder in The Age of Innocence. I, I like Winona Ryder. Mm-hmm. Period pieces, not for her. No, I don't think so. She they got this uh, Little Women movie coming out. I have high hopes for it. I know you like it a lot. I know we're gonna see it. My favorite book growing up, yes. I think, you know, maybe. Maybe she could pull that off. I don't know. But uh, she's not very good in period pieces in general. She's just, she's too modern. I, there, she doesn't she doesn't get the language. She doesn't get how to act. It, it all sounds very wooden and she seems out of place. Now, in Reality Bites, fantastic. She's absolutely great in that movie. She is too much of our time. I don't think she has the range or the ability to go to go back to the period pieces. That's just my Which opinion. Which is why she was nominated for an Oscar for her performance. I didn't like it. I mean, they they can nominate her all they want, but I, I didn't like it. I did not like the performance. Right. Emma Thompson, great in the name of the father. It's hard. You know, Emma Thompson would have been the other one that I would have... That I that I would say was her competition. I love Emma Thompson, but that's the other competition. I would say, 
but I, I was happy. I was happy with Hannah Paquin winning. She's adorable and just a, a great, a funny speech. And you know, she's she's great. Yeah, it so. was cute. She's a cutie. Okay. And then we have, of course, best actor Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. Right. He beat out Lawrence Fishburne in What's Love Got to Do with It, yep. Anthony Hopkins in The Remains of the Day, and Liam Neeson in Schindler's List. This one was tough. The toughest category by far, in my opinion. Agreed. Of the night. Lawrence Fishburne is very good in What's Love Got to Do with It, the, the Tina Turner biopic as Ike Turner. Mm-hmm. Good layered performance as far as trying to be trying to find the humanity in in Ike Turner while also highlighting the abuse and the controlling nature and the the evil side of that man did a good job if there you know other years he probably would have been a front runner this year and Anthony Hopkins is fine Anthony Hopkins is a, a a very good actor uh, no, I'm just saying, I'm not saying that he's just a fine actor. Okay. I'm saying that his performance in this film is fine. It's up to standards for Anthony Hopkins, who okay. obviously won an Academy Award for Silence of the Lambs. He's good, but not anywhere near these other ones. But Liam Neeson yeah. and Tom Hanks in Philadelphia and Liam Neeson in Schindler's List, this was a two-horse race. Yes. The whole time. And, man, this was tough. I like Tom Hanks a lot. Oh, me too. Bachelor Party, The the Burbs, the, there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the Money Pit. He also, you mentioned Sleepless in Seattle. Yep. Obviously, he's in that. Uh, there's a lot of comedy films that he did. I used to watch Bosom Buddies when I was a kid. He was on that. There's a you know, there's a lot of comedies that he's that he's done over the years. At the end, after we go through all the ones, I kind of want to circle back to Tom Hanks and talk a little bit about the evolution of his career. Okay. But he was nominated once before for Big, 1988. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah, and deservedly nominated, but he was never going to win that award. That's just not some. That's just not the kind of a performance that the Academy Awards. Uh, honors. Well, he played a pretty convincing twelve-year-old uh, kid. Oh no, it was great. It was a great movie, and it's and a, a great performance. And, and it's a great performance. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that I wouldn't have said he was the best actor of that year. I'm saying the Academy doesn't nominate, doesn't uh, reward that kind of performance. They'll give it token nomination, but it's not a drama movie. It, you know, it's not like a, a, a drama movie filled with a bunch of old white people. So it's not going to get, it's not going to win. That's just, that's what the Academy Awards is. Okay. It's the old rich white drama awards. So, you know, with few exceptions, unfortunately. And I hope it changes. I hope that there's a, a horror movie that eventually can win Best Picture. I hope that besides Annie Hall, the only comedy to ever win Best Picture, which I still think was an accident by the Academy Awards, I, I hope that a comedy wins. A sci-fi movie, a fantasy movie. I hope that eventually they they branch out and award different kinds of films. 
Yeah. Now, Tom Hanks's performance in Big was fantastic, one of the best of the year. But they were never going to give him that Academy Award, and I think most people knew that going in. This film, obviously, different because Philadelphia is a drama movie, and his performance was outstanding. And it, when we go, when we circle back to him, I'll elucidate a little more about his performance. Liam Neeson. Oh my God! One of the, one of the performances of the ages. Mm-hmm. I mean, a shame that these movies had to come out the same year. Exactly. <laughs> if if Philadelphia had come out last year, or or Schindler's List had come out next year, I mean, it would have been so much easier. But choosing between these two, I don't know how they did it. I yeah. mean, it's it's insane. Liam Neeson's performance was just so strong and vulnerable. I think that gets overlooked a lot is the vulnerability of his performance as Oscar Schindler. And, you know, even besides that scene that everyone loves with, the you know, this watch, this watch could have been one more person. Yeah. This car, you Uh, know, and and all that stuff. Don't make me cry. Don't go there. (laughs) But besides... Besides that scene, which obviously is where the vulnerability kind of bubbles over to the surface, there's a lot underneath mm-hmm. throughout the whole film, and he is fantastic. I mean, I, I've rarely seen a performance so mesmerizing. Oh, yeah. And obviously, Liam Neeson's someone that I hope continues to do good work that, that should be honored and rewarded at some point in his career for this performance and obviously for future performances. But man, Tom Hanks in Philadelphia, the the transformation that he went through physically, mentally, from the where he came from to, to do this film. He there's something about him. He is just he is he's just a like a really solid actor and it got overlooked for a long time, but man, he it it's nothing you can point to. It's nothing that you can teach. There's no, there's no like, oh, oh, there's where I see his method or whatever. Right. You know, you don't, you don't. He's just an incredibly gifted naturalistic actor. That I mean, it looks effortless what he does, and it's, it's fantastic. And his role is fantastic. I I don't know what I would have chosen in this category. Uh, it's like 50-50 flip a coin between the two of them. For sure. I mean, who would you who would you have chosen if you were voting? Well, I luckily I don't have to. I mean, Yeah, but like if you saying, had but so, if you had to. Oh. Um I don't know. I guess I'm going to have to say if Tom Hanks because of, you know, the body transformation on top of everything else that he did for this role. Yeah. Um but it's it's a tough one for sure like you said. How about you? Ugh. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I guess in the spirit of just splitting it, since it is so split, I'll say Oscar Schindler. Okay. But I mean, I honestly, I don't know because they're just, they're very different performances and they're, they're equally as good. I, you know, the, the, maybe the best scenario would have been a tie. Yeah. And they don't have those often at the Academy Awards, but every once in a while they do. Oh, really? I didn't even know they did that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've had ties before. Huh. But, eh, I don't know. Yeah, they should have done that. 
I guess I guess I'll say Schindler, but I can't really argue against Tom Hanks winning. Right. <laughs> he absolutely deserved For it. For sure. All right. Best actress. Holly Hunter won for the piano as yeah. Ada McGrath, uh, beating out Angela Bassett in What's Love Got to Do With It, Stockard Channing in Six Degrees of Separation. That's the, uh, the Will Smith one. Emma Thompson, The Remains of the Day, and Deborah Winger, Shadowlands. Yeah, Winger is all, seems to always be nominated every year hmm. uh, at this point. But Deborah, Deborah Winger was good in Shadowlands. That's not a super memorable film for me. Uh, Emma Thompson, Remains of the Day. Like I said, it's a good film. If you don't like, if you don't like period piece dramas, kind of English style, you know, James Ivory style movies, right. then you're not gonna love it. So avoid it if that's yeah they're not my favorite but they're good in the movie uh angela bassett angela bassett was really good too in in what's glove got to do with it as tina turner fantastic performance that's another one that in other years would have won her an oscar yeah and you know not a ton of black women winning oscars around here unfortunately yeah so unfortunate that she ran into holly hunter who you know and the piano was such a was such an actor heavy film yeah the it there's a lot of the shots are very i don't want to say stationary necessarily but it's it's almost like a play watching watching the film a lot of there's not there's not a lot of dynamic camera movement no offense to the director or anything but there's just there's not a lot of there's not a lot of I'm directing going on here. You know, there's there's no, there's no uh, big jib shots or any kind of, uh, you know, pan, pan or zooms or anything like that. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's all pretty solid and stable work as far as framing and things like that go. So a lot of it just depended on the actors and all of them did a great job in the film. Holly Hunter, obviously, chief among them as that was this was her movie so i can't really argue with it stocker channing was also solid in six degrees of separation the the will smith one where he's uh pretending that he's related to uh sydney poitier or whatever you know? okay and he's like a con artist kind of young con artist if you haven't seen six degrees of separation you should it's a really good movie and Will Smith is revelatory in the film. He, he he has a dramatic side that is refreshing and I think speaks well for his career. I think he'll have a long career based on what I saw from him in that. Uh, but, you know, I can't I can't argue Holly Hunter. She was she was good in a movie that I liked but didn't love. Okay. It's not exactly for me, the piano. But definitely good, and you know she, she plays she plays a person with disability, and that's not always the easiest thing in the world to do. And she did a great job doing it, so I got to give it up to her. And, and I, I can't think of anybody that I would go for in this one. But you know it's interesting. Best actress and best supporting actress are interesting categories in the fact that it's the first time ever that two actresses were nominated 
in both the Best Actress category and the Best Supporting Actress category. Yeah. Because Holly Hunter was nominated, obviously, for The Piano, which she won. Also nominated for The Firm. And Emma uh, Thompson was nominated uh, as Best Actress for Remains of the Day. And Best Supporting Actress for... In the Name of the Father. Yeah, In the Name of the Father, which is a very a very good historical drama film. But, yeah, that's sort of an interesting interesting thing. But both of them did great work. You know, Emma Thompson, unfortunately, kind of gets... Mm-hmm. Kind of gets screwed out on that one, but I really can't, like I said, I can't argue with Anna Paquin. So, you know, that's just kind of how it goes. I'm sure that Emma Thompson will will win some more uh, Oscars at some point in her career. All right, now we're coming to Best Picture and Best Director. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, Schindler's List won both. Right. Um, so Best Picture beat out uh, The Fugitive... In the name of the father, the piano, and the remains of the day. It seems odd to me that, like... You're talking about best director now. No, I'm talking about best picture. Um, it seems odd to me that Schindler's List won, um, you know, won, and Philadelphia wasn't even nominated for either. Yeah, crazy to me that, but, you know, there's only five. So yeah, it's but it's crazy to me. Philadelphia wasn't nominated for best best picture. Uh, I probably still would go Schindler's List, but that's nuts to me. Yeah, but I mean, at least you know when it comes to best actor, you know um, Liam Neeson might have lost, but you know Schindler's List won best picture and best director. So yeah, they do they do that a lot. Well, best director for Steven Spielberg, that best director. It is really the director's award. Yeah. Best picture, they'll go sometimes. They'll play fast and loose. They think like Philadelphia is a good, you know, is a good movie, deserves recognition. They'll they'll pick Tom Hanks equal of anything else. Like there's a situation where it's like it's fifty fifty between Liam Neeson and Tom Hanks. A lot of them probably said Schindler's List is going to win Best Picture. Let's give it to Hanks because Philadelphia deserves some honors okay. and it's not like they'd give it to him if he wasn't deserving but that's like the tiebreaker for them right. it's so close they're like philadelphia deserves some recognition we'll we'll you know it, it sways enough votes to hanks over liam neeson to win that and you know because they know that they're gonna give schindler's list best best picture right um but yeah i mean you know there are a couple uh jurassic park wasn't nominated for best picture right honestly i think that should have been up there too and that, that's kind of what i'm talking about when i say the rich white people awards you know the fugitives is up there and that's sort of a bone i expose to the popular films of the day since that was so you know such a big movie but you know you've got in the name of the father which is a really good movie and like i said the piano is a good movie too uh the remains of the day probably you could leave out I think Philadelphia is a, is a better movie. Yeah. I think Jurassic Park is a better movie yep. than Remains of the Day. You know, I you can make an argument to me for In the Name of the Father or The Piano also being out. But unfortunately, there's only five. So, and I don't see them changing that anytime soon. So, you know, some have to be left out. And, and I think, you know, I mean, if you if you compare Philadelphia to The Piano, The Piano, like I said, it's a good movie. Philadelphia is probably better, I think. Yeah, for sure. But 
Yeah, unfortunately, they weren't nominated, so we go with the list that we have, and with the list that we have, it's a no-brainer. It's yeah. Schindler's List. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they made they made the right call. It's a fantastic film. And then for Best Director, like you said, Steven Spielberg won um, beating out Jane Campion, James Ivory, and Robert Altman Yeah, for The Piano, The Remains of the Day, and Shortcuts. Yeah, Robert Altman gets a nomination for Shortcuts. Robert Altman, obviously, a legendary filmmaker. This was always Steven Spielberg's award to lose. <laughs> Steven Spielberg uh, Steven Spielberg uh, made two of the best movies of the year. Right. In Jurassic Parks and Schindler's List. I mean, what a year. Uh, just, and what range to go from a fun adventure movie like Jurassic Park to this very serious, very personal, because, you know, he's Jewish, mm-hmm. Holocaust story in Schindler's List. It's just, it's absolutely astounding. And he is, without a doubt, the most innovative film director that, that we have going right now. Uh, Jane Campion obviously deserves recognition. Uh, one of the, I think she's only the second woman ever to be nominated for Best Director. Hmm. Uh, obviously not a ton of women directors out there and not a lot of them get nominated when when they are out there i believe right. penny marshall might have been the first for big okay so yeah i believe she's the second i don't know i'd have to i'd have to go to the library and look that up or something but she definitely deserves recognition but i mean you know even if you give her extra votes to, to, you know, be for, for people like saying, um, we want the first woman. Are you, are you serious right now? What do you mean? Giving her extra votes. You wouldn't need to give extra votes just so a woman can win. She didn't win. I'm so you're missing my point. I'm saying even if you gave her extra votes because you want to, you want to recognize a, a woman in the category of director, she still wouldn't even be close. That's... My, my point is that Spielberg was such a favorite and did such a fantastic job, no one could have beaten him. But, I mean, you're, the way you're presenting it is like saying that a woman needs a handicap. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying... You don't understand what I'm saying? I'm saying that you're if... You're saying he was better. That's fine. But you can leave out the part about even if you gave extra votes for a woman. I mean, seriously, think about how that sounds. What I'm saying is... Even if a bunch of the people voting said, well, I'm going to give it to Jane Campion, even though I don't think she did the best job because I want the first woman to win a Best Director Oscar, she still wouldn't have won. Obviously. Because, well, I'm not saying that happened. That probably didn't happen. I'm saying even if that had happened, Steven Spielberg had to be so far in the lead against all these other people, men and women included, that, I mean, I could say the same thing about James Ivory. I don't think James Ivory's ever won a Best Director Oscar. And he's legendary for the Merchant Ivory films of the 60s and 70s, I think, maybe even before that. Um... You know, as one as one part of, you know, Merchant Ivory. So James Ivory, I don't think, has ever won an Oscar. If a bunch of his friends said, I want James to win an Oscar since he's never won one. So I'm giving him my vote instead of 
Steven Spielberg, he still wouldn't have won because, and I don't think that happened either. But what I'm saying is Spielberg was so far and away ahead of all the rest of the competition that, you know, there could have been other reasons other than merit for people to try to give extra votes to certain people, and it wouldn't have mattered. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. If you want to purposely not understand my point and just emotionally react to what I'm saying, that's fine. But I'm not saying anything that's sexist. And I think you know me well enough to know that I'm not sexist. I understand what you're saying. I just think it was not well said. Okay, fine. Uh, It wasn't well said then. So what do you want to say about Tom Hanks? No, I'm not done with Steven Spielberg. All right. So Steven Spielberg did a fantastic job. I mean, can can you imagine a director having a better year than this? No. Absolutely right. two, two films. One, the highest grossing film of all time. The other one, probably going to go down in history as one of the best films of all time. Yeah. In the same year. That's amazing. I wonder what drugs he does to be able to, like, just keep working like that. Though. Oh, you I mean, think that he, you think that because he's, uh, that he's a man that's working hard in Hollywood that he has to be doing drugs? Did I say, is say that, it? is that what you're saying? Did I say You're anything? saying that because he's Jewish that he has to be Shut doing up. drugs? Did that's, I say anything about him that's being a man? That's what you're trying to say? You're saying that, that this guy can't just be a genius and just be good at his job. He is a genius. He is good at his job. I'm just saying I wonder how he can work so hard to get two great movies in one year. Maybe he just wakes up early. Maybe he eats his vitamins, you know, instead of Valium or, or whatever. Your, whatever. Valium? Well, Valium co- makes you sleep. Cocaine, then. Whatever, whatever you're accusing him of doing. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Popeye with the vitamins. Well, you know, I understand what you're saying, but it was poorly... Poorly framed, Carol. Alrighty. Moving on. <laughs> so, obviously, Tom Hanks started out uh, Bosom Buddies. I'm trying to think what is the first movie he ever did, I think, was a horror movie. Does he know you're alone or something like that? Some weird film like that where, he, you know, it was uh, like I was kind of a sidekick, like 19, 1980, way back when, something like that. And... Obviously, through the years, very funny. He's always made us laugh. Suddenly, seemingly out of nowhere. But I've talked to people and I've read some books. And there are people that, you know, that know him that say, hey, if you saw him in theater doing Shakespeare and stuff like that, everybody would have known this was coming. And there's hints of it in Big. There are, there are some heavy emotional scenes in that movie that he plays very well. Yes, for um, sure. And, but, but for a lot of us, you know, this came out of nowhere. Kind of took everyone by surprise. This incredibly serious, very emotionally wrenching performance. Just to, to look at where he started to where he's come, I think, is astounding. Yes. But I think, like I said before, it goes back to the fact that he's just a very good naturalistic actor. He's naturally funny. He's naturally a talented actor. And I think he can do pretty much anything. I mean, there's 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 nothing yeah. I don't think he can do. Yeah, he just, he just becomes whatever he needs to. And there's this movie that they're making now, they're filming now, with um, Robert Zemeckis, who did Back to the Future. 
which I like, one of my favorite movies, Back to the Future, that they're filming now that, that uh, Tom Hanks is going to be in based on a book by Winston Groom called Forrest Gump. Okay, yeah. And it seems like maybe that's a little more of a comedy. I don't know. I haven't read the book. And I haven't seen the movie, obviously, because it's not out yet. But I haven't heard much about it, what they're doing. I know I know. It's there's some innovations they're doing with special effects. Robert Zemeckis is always seems to want to be on the cutting edge of those special effects kind of things. So there's some interesting stuff that they're doing with that, I hear. And it's kind of like a history sort of thing where he he's going through history. Tom Hanks' character is going through history, basically. It'll be interesting to see what he does with it. Yeah, like brushes with greatness kind of thing. Mm. So, yeah, that's that's something I, I'm looking forward to. And I, I wonder if it's going to be more, more to his comedy roles or if he is going to start doing more serious stuff. We'll have to see. Well, that is our Oscar special for our Massive Late Fee show for March 25th, 1994. I forgot to say the date <laughs> on the, at the top of the show, but it is March 4th, or March 25th, 1994. Next week we'll be back with more TV and movies. Yeah, more regular, more regular programming next week. Obviously, tell a friend, give them this tape, you know, if that you're listening to right now. And say, hey, take a listen to this show. This is a very funny show that my friends are making on tape. Uh, if you can figure out a way for me to put this on that old uh, World Wide Web or whatever they're calling it, then, uh, you know, let me know. Because I don't know how to do it. I, I, don't... I don't think you can. I really don't think it's going to happen. You know, my cat did something funny the other day. Uh-huh. She was on the... the the bird came in the house and she ran up the wall because she still got her claws. So she ran up the wall trying to get this bird, like literally scaled the wall. And my brother was futzing around with our the VHS camcorder that we have, right? Uh-huh. And he got it on video. Oh, really? So, you know, we, we were thinking about sending it into like America's Funniest Home Videos or Ooh. something. I had this thought. Wouldn't it be cool if I could take the tape and put it into my computer? Yeah. And put it on that World Wide Web thing for everyone to see. Instead of having to, to set, submit it to, uh, to the, you know, America's Funniest Home Video people, to Bob Saget. Right. And, and, you know, because they, they might just throw it out. For or sure. not even look at it. For sure. But if I, could, if I could show it directly to everybody, that would be great. I wish there was a way to do that, but I, I have no idea. You can't put a you can't put a VHS tape in a computer. For sure. I tried. <laughs> I couldn't find I couldn't find a place to put it. That floppy drive is not big enough to shove it in there. Maybe maybe that's something you can invent someday and make millions. Just take the tape out and run it through the. I don't even I I wouldn't even know where to begin. Right. I don't know anything about computers or anything like that. Eh, me either. I just type. That's all I know. <laughs> Anyway, that is our show for this week. We will see you next week. Bye.